The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. There. Hi again. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Happy Hour, this rendition of, of us practicing together in this way. So, ah, so for today's practice, I'd like to invite us to explore the relationship between um, devotion and love. Devotion and love. It's um, an interesting exploration. Um, here at Happy Hour, we spend many of our sessions practicing and cultivating kindness, cultivating metta, loving kindness. There are many different translations for the world, for the word metta, love, friendliness, kindness, loving kindness, care, um, warm-heartedness, and more. And and love is also one translation, like unconditional love. It's not the attached, it's not a romantic or attachment love that is full of attachment and, and need and needs and wants, but metta is more an unconditional, just love, just care. And and another experience, devotion, another word devotion, is related to love. Often those we love, we are devoted to. And it could be not just beings, but causes that we love, we are devoted to. The sense of uplift, the sense of wholeheartedness that arises from devotion. And for some people in the West, devotion can be a bit of a dirty word, devotion. I'm not devotional. Actually, for some people, it can bring up a lot of um, lovely feelings, Um I remember my grandma um, when I was a kid um, being a devotional person, really devote, devoted to her faith, devo- devoted to her faith, which was important to her, and also devoted to her children and grandchildren and, and great-grandchildren. She was devoted. She was a devoted matriarch. She just devoted to everyone. And that really truly was her, was her um, metta, her love, her devotion. So, so exploring these, this, um, this um, feeling of the heart. The heart is pulled towards. It's, it has interest in. It's devoted to. So, what do you love? What are you devoted to? What do you love? What are you devoted to? People, causes, uh, this being who is yourself again, being devoted to your own well-being need not necessarily be a a selfish or self-aggrandizing project. It can be a sense of, oh, the way you take care of another being, another child. As if you had a child, you were devoted to their well-being. You cared for them, you fed them, you made sure they they had balance in their lives and they were working towards their goals and they were ethical, etc., etc. The same way, treating yourself as your own beloved child. Um, devoted to your own development, to your own development, devoted to your own awakening, devoted to your own cultivation. 
cultivating kindness, cultivating wisdom. So devotion, so many aspects. So let's explore that a little bit together in our in our practice together. So let's uh, let's sit together with that preamble. So so arriving, arriving, arriving in the seat, arriving in this moment in time. arriving in this body. Letting there be a sense of connection to the earth, the felt sense of sitting, sensing this body, sensing knowing the breath, knowing the felt sense of the sensations of contact with the earth. Or your feet, your sit bones, your hands, the breath, and letting all the words, all the thoughts settle for a moment, and just connecting with the breath. In breath, out breath. Just this in-breath, just this out-breath. If thoughts are arising, it's okay. Not a problem. Is it possible to gently put them down? Not throwing them, but ever so gently releasing them. Thank you. Not now. And letting yourself take refuge with the breath.
And now if you would, you can either stay with the gentle receiving of the breath and belly calming, soothing, nourishing. Or if you if you would bring to mind a being a being to whom you feel devoted, devoted to their well-being. Their well-being is important to you. This relationship is important to you. A sense of devotion, you're devoted. Could be a friend, could be a family member, could be a child, a pet. It could also be yourself. It's a younger version of yourself, this child who is you, devoted to your own well-being. Take care of this being who is you being whose care is, is entrusted in you. Bring someone to mind. Just feel a sense of care, love, devotion. Different flavors of metta, just feeling into, into whatever comes up. Don't make it effortful. Let it be easeful. Let it be uplifting. Have fun with it. A light touch. Or maybe from this place of care, love, devotion. Phrases of metta come up for you, for this being. Maybe the short form, long form, the simple form. May you be well. May you be well. May you be happy. Could be the simple versions. Or the four phrases. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you have ease. If the phrases feel like too much, you can just simplify. May you be well. And simply connect, or simply connect, just connect with this feeling of care, love, devotion. however subtle it might be. However you can make it work for you. Let it uplift your heart. Find your own way.
You can stay with this being or you can invite another being. If you didn't invite yourself, this might be a good time to invite yourself. Perhaps as a younger version of yourself, as if you were your own child, devoted to bringing up the, the well-being, development of this being who is you. As if you're a loving parent to yourself, devoted. you like, you can stay with this being or with yourself, this being. And if there is a cause that you feel devoted to, uplifts your heart, and a group of people, perhaps, you can bring them in. If not, it's okay. You can just stay where you were. These are all options to play around with. <laughs> 
and see if a sense of goodwill can flow, friendliness, goodwill, care can flow from the sense of devotion, uplift. If not, keep it light. See where there can be joy.
Notice if this idea of devotion, if it intensifies, clarifies care for you, care about people, causes. How does it shift and change? Your care, your love. And consider that as we practice, as we take on this practice, we don't do this practice just for ourselves. Yes, it is absolutely for this being who is me, for my freedom, well-being, happiness, cultivation of wisdom, and also it's a sense of service, serving all beings everywhere in ways we can't imagine. It's the bodhicitta vow. Waking up for the sake of everyone. Sense of devotion, not just to me, this being who is me for this limited amount of time, but for all beings. Love and devotion to all beings. May all beings be well. May all beings be free, including myself. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for your practice and exploring this topic together. Devotion, love, metta, care. So I'd like to invite you to uh, engage. We're going to have time for reflections when we come back. Um, so I'd like to invite all of us to engage with um, in with one another in exploring what did you discover? What did you learn? What came up? Exploring this topic. Maybe it didn't make sense at all. Maybe devotion seems heavy-handed. Maybe, oh yeah, it really brightened up um, something for you. So we'll go in reverse alphabetical order in the groups and um, each person will share one one um Reflection, one reflection about what you discovered. And again, you're speaking for your own sake, not to educate, not to impress anyone, but speaking out loud to explore. Well, I think this is what came up and this was interesting in the practice when I was meditating. So really keep connected to the practice. And um, take care of yourselves, take care of one another. And uh, and then when we come back, I'd love to invite you for your to reflect. I'd love to hear what you discovered. Um, yeah. Okay. Any questions about what we're doing? And I would again, I'm uh, wait, going to delay the all the reflections until the end. Okay. All right. I'm going to open the rooms. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Here we go.
Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Everybody's back. And um, yeah, we'd love to hear your reflections. What did you discover? I don't think we had explored this topic before. So, um, parents. Thank you, Nikki. This was a profound reflection for me. I, I don't think I've ever intentionally gone there. Wow. And and, and working with it, looking over the course of my life, what have I done that, that is the evidence of devotion? And it's like I'm devoted to beauty, to making beauty in the world, you know, being uh, doing doing the arts and doing music and, uh, you know, arranging. I've just always, there's always the devotion to my own personal appetites. <laughs> That's up there high. <laughs> But then I'm devoted to to beauty, you know. I'm just I go for it. Mm. 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 Thanks for Thank sharing you. that. Thank you, Terence. It's it uplifts my heart as I hear you talk about devotion to beauty. There's ah, oh, there's goodness in that. There's yeah, that's lovely. Thank you for that reflection, Kanchan. So this one was confusing for me, and that's why I raised my hand because I wanted to see what your advice would be is to me when I think of devotion having grown up in India it's like devotion means devotion to the Lord to the God that's what I saw my grandmom do and that's the only thing I understood devotion was and I've never really asked the question what am I devoted to but if I think about it I say I'm devoted to my family to my kids Mm -hmm. but then devotion to me I don't know it made me question what am I devoted to I love my garden I love my job Am I devoted to my job? I'm kind of questioning a lot of things. I'm not sure I can say I found what I'm devoted to. I'm not Great. sure. Great. This is this is wonderful. I'm so appreciating your reflection, Kanchan, because part of this inquiry is also this, what are you devoted to? For us to ask, what what are you devoted to? What am I devoted to? Um and maybe you enjoy your job. Maybe you're not devoted to it. Maybe it's 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 a um, uh, it's a livelihood that supports you and and you appreciate. It, but maybe you're not devoted to, it. or maybe you're devoted to a particular cause, but you're spending all your time doing something else. You keep scheduling other things. You're devoted to X, but you're doing Y. So that well becomes a really wonderful question. What am I devoted to? And um, so I still appreciate you bringing this in because that was part of where I was hoping you would go. You would all go. What am I devoted to? I almost brought it into the meditation. What are you devoted to? Um, and and this part that you also mentioned being de- being confused about devotion to yourself. It's helpful to think of yourself as a beloved other, as as a child. That's the way the the. It can open up. Otherwise, it can be confusing. It can feel like selfish. Oh, devoted to myself. Like, oh, those feels icky. But, but it, but if you actually see yourself as this being, as a younger being, like, oh yeah, you're, you're, you are your own kid. You're raising you. You're raising yourself now. You're, you're determining what this kid who's you spends time on, how much TV they watch or what they do, like who they hang out with. Like you're right. To be devoted to our own well-being and and our own development, rearing ourselves as a devoted parent. So that's the way you can open up to that reflection. 
sense. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for bringing that in. What are you devoted to? Love it. Any other reflections, questions, what opened up for you? Red. I found this uh, demanding as well because the word devotion seems so heavily freighted. And I can easily think of things I've been committed to and uh, people I love. Um, but devotion, so uh, there's some some kind of, um, in a hierarchy, it's a kind of ultimate commitment and in, in presence in the world. Ah. And, um I, I would think of my my uh, godson, where at various points in his life, I would certainly have said I was devoted to his welfare. But now he's he's a full grown adult, and he really who's doing very well, and he doesn't really need me. Um, I can still be present and committed in all of those things, but devotions would seem actually not appropriate at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if if anything that you know maybe. You know, now at seventy-two, the the question I'm asking myself is, um, what what do I want to be devoted to? Uh, having the freedom to actually make that choice, to having time and good enough health, uh, and no longer working, that seems to be the question I'm asking myself every day. And um, you know, I don't have an answer, but it is a it is it's a question, and uh, I. I'm, I'm trying to live in that question, though it's it's a hard one. Mm, lovely. Thank you. Thank you, Fred. Thank you so much, you know, all those um, nuances that you brought in and, and living it as a question, what do I want to be devoted to? And, and so one other nuance I want to bring in is, um, yeah, it's the, of course, for different people, different words have different connotations, and um and and for me the this word devotion brings more of a hard quality more of a hard quality of being devoted to something and then actions will follow, will follow after that um whereas being committed even though in in the in the hierarchy that you use you brought in the sense of hierarchy of devotion is higher level of commitment than being committed yet for for me it's interesting another nuance that I relate to is devotion is an activity of the heart. You feel devoted to to something or someone. It's a love. It's an um, it's a movement of the heart. Whereas being committed, it has more of an action action base to it. It's more of doing activities or actions that show your commitment. So so for me, actually, commitment feels heavier. Feels more like. Oh, it's like I'm committed. Like I got to do this thing. Whereas devotion is just, oh gosh, it makes me happy. It uplifts my heart, my spirit. I'm devoted. It's, oh, so, so I want to bring in another perspective, Fred, um, to, to hold to it, not either or, but both and maybe to bring the sense of to, to make devotion a little lighter because it doesn't need to be as heavy as perhaps it presented itself. Maybe just considering. How does how does that sound as a possibility? Oh, here, which you unmute yourself there. Sounds possible. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'll think about it. Thank you. 
<laughs> That's great. Thanks so much for bringing all those nuances and lovely. Any other reflections, anyone? And anything is fine. It's all good, right? We all have these different perspectives and, and insights and all of it is lovely. Hugh, please. Oh, thank you, Nikki. I, I had, uh, was having difficulty at the beginning of the meditation tonight. Uh, it, love and devotion, it's, I couldn't differentiate between. It seemed like it's all the same thing. I, I love my wife. I'm devoted to her. Same for my dog and my job and <laughs> every day. And then you mentioned our inner child and a little light went off and I thought, aha. <laughs> Yes, my my inner child has a name. His name is Togi, and I thought Togi. Yeah, I I keep forgetting about Togi. And at that moment during our meditation, Togi took over and started watching, participating in the meditation. And when we got to the end of it, I have like artificial intelligence. Uh, translate closed captioning going on at the end of it my closed captioning told me that we were dedicating this this meditation for the welfare of all pigs and that we wished uh we, we wished good health to all eggs everywhere <laughs> and togi loved that <laughs> he started laughing you know <laughs> because he's playful you know Hmm. So I'm still kind of chuckling about it. So I thank you. Hmm. I'm going to try and bring Toby to every meditation. It sounds like, thank you for sharing that. There sounds like something about a devotion to, to the younger version of yourself, that something lit up, something really came alive. And I appreciate you bringing this in because loving our, younger selves is it different than oh being devoted to this kid who's like oh he is a grown-up now how do i take care of them so thank you for bringing that in so playfully here lovely thank you may all may all pigs be well <laughs> and the eggs too the eggs too all of them ah sweet any other reflections before we we close today's session Questions, comments, complaints. It's an ongoing exploration, of course. Maybe I'll say one one other thing as as a conscience brought it up earlier. Just feeling culturally, you know, I brought in my my grandmother, you know, watching her uh being devoted and praying and 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 also devoted to her family and her faith. It was very uplifting, the sense of, oh yeah, that's what devotion is like, and there's a beauty to it. Um, so inviting maybe to reflect on the aspects of devotion that throughout your life might have um, touched you. Um, I remember also going to Burma many years ago, over a decade ago, and, and really being touched by the devotion, by the sense of love and devotion in the Buddhist temples. And, and many people actually in, in Asia have de- a devotional practice, which is also a beautiful practice. Uh, a different way in, a different way into the Dharma. And and you know, I I um you know, in many ways perhaps being a scientist, I didn't think of myself as de- devotional, but actually 
someone who knows me recently said, no, I think I've always thought of you as devotional, being devoted to your family. And, and, um, and, and also with my teacher, Park Sayada, I really felt a sense of devotion to him when he was teaching me and just, he was such a supportive, supportive, um, force in my practice, in my being. So there was a sense of devotion of, oh, I love this being. I'm just so grateful to this being. So it's so many different aspects of devotion that you can explore. And what are you devoted to? I love that question again. Padma, I see your hand. Hi, hi, Nikki. Thank you. Um, So I, I was wondering if the devotion on also metta, like, you know, during uh, other sessions of uh, sittings, uh, is it okay to have the um, people who are not alive as part of that. Um, I most often not, I, I have that. And then, um, yeah, I mean, today it was beautiful. Uh, but um, yeah, I just wanted to ask. Yeah, thanks for the question, Padma. Um, so so with metta practice, um, if you're relatively new to practice, we would um, we, we suggest that you bring in someone who's alive so that it doesn't, become too unstable and too mired in grief. However, if the person you're having this love, this devotion, this care for uh, their past, but there is no uh, heavy grief, there is no uh, um, um, anxiety, anxiety that's going to be provoked, and there's a sense of peace and ease and just love and devotion and gratitude that comes up when you think of them. Sure, no problem. You can, of course, bring them into your metta practice. Yeah. Does that help support? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. Great questions. All right, dear ones. Well, I thank you for your devotion to your cultivation, to practicing um, metta, loving kindness, goodness, and and your devotion to to happy hour, to keep coming, to keep coming back and to this community, keep coming and practicing for the sake of yourself and sake of everyone else. So thank you all. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be free, including all pigs and eggs and all beings everywhere. Thanks, everyone. To invite you to unmute yourselves for our cacophonous goodbye. Here we go. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. 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 Thank you.